Are you thankful you're in the church? Praise God. Acts chapter 17. Acts chapter 17, verse number 24. God that made the world and all things therein, seeing that He is Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hands, neither is worship with men's hands as though He needed anything, seeing He giveth to all life. He giveth to all life. Life came from God, comes from God. And breath and all things, and hath made of one blood, thank God for the blood, thank God for the blood, and hath made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth, and hath determined the times before appointed, and the bounds of their habitation, the bounds of their habitation. That they should seek the Lord, if happily they might feel after Him and find Him, though He be not far from every one of us. Verse 28, for in Him, in Christ, we live. In Christ, we live. And move. And have our being. As certain also of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. For in him, in Christ alone, we live. In him we move. And in him we have our being. Praise God. I I want to share a couple lessons this morning or a lesson. And we'll just title it, A Fish Out of Water. A Fish Out of Water. Jesus, would you help us, help me. I'm thankful, we are thankful you've already moved in this place. I believe you've already done great things. You've already performed miraculous wonders in our hearts, minds, and bodies, and souls. God, I pray for the next few minutes. God, you would speak to us and through us. Give us ears to hear and hearts to receive. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Amen. Let the church say amen. 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 You may be seated. Why don't you turn to two, three people and tell them how good you are, how good it is to see them, how good you are. Tell them how good you are, and then tell them how good it is to see them in the house of the Lord. y'all see that over there on that side? You can't see it? Oh, you can see the bowl, though. Okay. There is a fish in there. Come on, at least act Pentecostal. I have a 
question for us this morning. What is keeping that little goldfish alive right now? It's water. It's in the water. That's right. If you want to get highly technical, it's literally the oxygen that's in the water. What else is keeping that little fish alive right now? The fishbowl. Because the fishbowl acts as a boundary. The fishbowl is designed to keep that which is supposed to be on the inside inside and to keep that which is on the outside on the outside. The bowl is in this building, but it's not of the building. The church is in the world, but we're not of the world. This world is not my home. I'm just passing through. And on this journey of life, I'm going to stay in the church. Because there's safety and provision in Christ and in His his body, His church. Praise God. This fish that you see here this morning cannot live inside and outside the bowl at the same time. Jesus said, No man can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. You can't say, I'm going to do what I want to do out there in the world and stay in the church at the same time. 2 Corinthians 6, Paul said, Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? For you are the temple of the living God, and as God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. Hebrews 12, follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. There's, some, there's a reason why we are Pentecostal and experience apostolic in doctrine and holy in lifestyle. There are some holy standards. This is maybe a little different for a Sunday morning. But there are some holiness standards that we have because we have a boundary that separates us from the world. We should look different. We should act different. We, see, we should be viewed different. As Holy Ghost filled child, children of God. Praise the Lord. 1 Peter 1 and 15. But as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. Because it is written, be ye holy for I am holy. Leviticus eleven forty four. 44. He said, I'm the Lord your God. Be holy. He said, I called you out of Egypt. To be your God. I've called you out of the world. I've, I've put you in the church for a purpose. Leviticus 19, God said, order, told the, the man of God, He says, Speak unto all the congregation of the children of Israel and say to them, You shall be holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. Praise God. He's called us out of the world. He called us out of darkness into His marvelous light. He brought me out of the world and He put me in the fishbowl called the church. 
First Peter 2, 9, you're a chosen generation. Royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. That you should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. God called us into the church. I am thankful to be in the church. Amen. I'm thankful for the walls of the church. I'm thankful there's provision in the church. There's protection in the church. Everything I need I can find in Christ and in the body of Christ and in the church. Praise God. One of the songs they sang this morning talked about breathing. And there, as long as I have breath, I'll praise you, I'll worship you. And I will praise and worship Him. But if you get outside the church, it's a whole lot harder to pray and praise and worship when you can't breathe. You find that Adam was formed, became a living soul, and God breathed life into him. When Nicodemus came to Jesus, he said, Except the man is born of the water and of the Spirit, he cannot even see the kingdom of God. And he talked about the wind. The word, the Greek word there is pneuma. And then on Acts, in Acts chapter 2, in verse number 1, and they were all in one place, in one mind, in one accord, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. Pneuma, same word. Like this morning, the breath of the Holy Ghost breathing in our spirit, in our souls today. What does that help us do? It helps us to live an overcoming and abundant life in Christ. Amen. It's hard to worship when you're not breathing. It's hard to to say anything if you can't catch your breath. Some of us need to catch our spiritual breath every once in a while. Find an altar and have a little talk with Jesus and let Him have a little talk with us. Praise God. Galatians 3, 27. For as many of you as, has, as have been baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. The only way to get into the church is you've got to be baptized in Jesus' name. You've got to get in the water. Brother George talked about it, about the, talking about the steps this morning a little bit. When you're talking about your, to Dawson, and you've got to repent. You've got to be baptized in Jesus' name. You've got to be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, the breath of life, to get in the church in the fishbowl. Ephesians 2, but now in Christ Jesus. Everybody say, in Christ Jesus. Ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Jesus Christ. I'm thankful for the blood of the Lamb. Thankful I've repented and been baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Because the fishbowl today, the analogy I'm using is the fishbowl is likened to the church today. And the only way in the church is through Jesus Christ. He set before us an open door. I got to put that little fish in that bowl last night. Now my wife made me hold it over the counter so I didn't make a mess. And I still spilled some water here and there. The saving of the fish. In the fish bowl. Or he can grow. And live, maybe. Jesus said in John 10, I am the door, and by me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I am come that they might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly. There is life in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. 1 Corinthians 1, 2 says we are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints with all that in every place call upon the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. 1 Corinthians 2, 14. Now thanks be unto God which always causes us to triumph 
in Christ. There's victory in Christ. There's victory in the church. There's triumph in Christ today. There's victory in God today. Sing that old song, victory in Jesus, my Savior. There's still victory in Jesus today. There's still victory in the house of God today. Praise God. There's sanctification in Him. We're new creatures in Christ Jesus. There's triumph. There's victory. And Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. There's grace and redemption power, redemptive power in Jesus' name. That's why we baptize in Jesus' name, because we are identifying in Him. 1 Corinthians 15, For since by man came death, by men came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. The only way to get to be alive is to be baptized in Christ, into the body, in Jesus' name. Adam's disobedience opened the door out of the presence of God, but it was the obedience of one Jesus Christ to the cross that opened the door back into the presence of God for us. Romans 5, 19, For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners. Adam. Thank you, Adam. So by the obedience of one, Jesus, shall many be made righteous. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. That as sin hath reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Christ Jesus our Lord. The point I'm trying to make with these scriptures right here is this. If you are lost, if you need grace, if you need mercy, if you need salvation, whatever you need, you can find in Jesus Christ. There is a place for everyone in the church. I said there is a place where you fit. The church is the perfect place for imperfect people. It's a place where imperfect people can fit perfectly in the body of Christ. There is plenty of room still left in the church. I said there's plenty of room for people to be in the church. Amen. Jesus said to go and to compel them to come in. Can I tell somebody, get in the fishbowl called the church. If you're straddling the fence, stop straddling the fence. Get in the house of God. Get in the church. And I'll tell you this one, there's no place I'd rather be than in the house of God. No place I'd rather be than in the presence of God. Of God, Psalm 16, the psalmist said, In thy presence is fullness of joy, and at right, thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Can I tell you what else you find when you find yourself in the house of God? Romans 8, there is therefore now no condemnation to them that walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Can I tell you what you don't have to deal with when you're in the house of God? Condemnation. God will convict, He doesn't condemn. Hello, somebody. There's no condemnation. It's like I heard uh, somebody say recently, or I'd heard it before, it reminded me of it, man, and I repeated it yesterday, I believe it was. said, you know, people look at people in the church, and they try to condemn those outside, look on the inside, and they try to condemn those that are inside, because they look on the inside, and they see per- people that aren't perfect. Remember somebody said, it's kind of like going to the gym. If you go to the gym, you don't see just skinny people. There's a whole lot of overweight people that go to the gym. I said, it's the same way in church. (laughs) 
reason we're coming is we're trying to get in shape. Because we want to be saved. Yesterday I said, you know, the heart also brain cells can die. And eye cells in the eyes, skin cells, skin dies. I don't know, it's kind of gross, but you know, the dust in your house, a lot of that's your skin cells that die. That's kind of gross. When you go, uh, never mind, let's just not even go there. That's kind of gross, but your body, your cells die. And I said yesterday, I said, yeah, but I think my fat cells found salvation because they're eternal. <laughs> my fat cells are godly because they're hanging on. <laughs> my fat cells are saved. <laughs> Proverbs 18 says, but the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and is saved. The righteous can run into the... Makes me wonder, what about the unrighteous? We're clothed with His righteousness because our righteousness is as filthy rags. I understand that. But I'm thankful that the righteous can run into and are safe. There's safety in the house of God. That little goldfish right there is in a very safe place. That's the safest place he could be in this building. Because if I pulled him out, he would die. If I pulled that little goldfish out from his habitat, he would die. He would flop around. You'd see him flopping and he'd really come to life. But eventually, a little bit of time, he would die. And that is exactly like every child of God that tries to remove themselves. Prodigal son said, hey, let me have my inheritance. And he went away and he wasted it on riotous living. He was flopping. He, he was having a party. He was alive and found himself in a pig's pen. And finally, thank God, he came to himself. The Bible said, he said, if I could just get back in the bowl. He didn't even have to call me son, but if I can just get back in the bowl, I can breathe again. I can really live again. I'll be taken care of again. I can flourish can I tell someone, the reason you're not flourishing is because you're not where God is intending you to be. The reason you're not flourishing is you're not in a spiritual place where God can bless you and let you flourish. Second Samuel 22 and 3, Psalms 9 and 9, Psalms 46 and 1, Psalms 91 and 1 through 2, Psalms 27, all talk about dwelling in the house and that he's a refuge and he's a shelter and he's our shield and all of these. He's a protector. I'm thankful that we are in the house of God. Psalms 92, I'll read this one. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. I tell someone, I don't know who this is for today. This is just what I felt to, to kind of give a little object lesson this morning. 
you're going to flourish in the house if you'll stay in the house. Like for us, when we, we're not, we're not uh, fish, <laughs> we breathe on this side of the water and they breathe on the water, but it's like you can only, when you jump in the water, you can only hold your breath for so long. And then you drown and you suffocate. And the problem is it's the same thing for the fish when the fish is out of water. When the fish is outside of water, it becomes awkward. It's different. It's not a custom. We use that as a saying. In our, oh, I feel like a fish out of water. What am I saying? It's uncomfortable. I'm, it's awkward. Can I tell you, at like retirement parties or things with educators or in the business world, there's times I go to meetings and it's like I'm a fish out of water. It's, it's, I'm, it's, I'm not comfortable there. If we are comfortable in the world, what kind of fish are we? Maybe I should have saved this brother Kranz for a Wednesday night. <laughs> I'm hoping you get the picture and it'll stick in your mind. God intended us to stay in the church so He blessed us and we could flourish and have the blessings of God. And here today, I'm here, the Lord said in, in, in Luke 14, unto the servant, go out into the highways and the, and the hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be Filled. I'm trying to compel someone, get in the house of God. Stay in the house if you're already in the house. James 1 and 14, but every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lusts and enticed. And then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Here's a story in the Bible, I won't get into the whole thing, but a story by a man named Abner. Abner was uh, a relative. He was a cousin of Saul. He was Saul's first cousin, I believe. And, and he had been named Saul's commander of, of his army. And Saul dies and David becomes king. And there's some infighting going on and some issues. And, and, and uh, Joab and Abishai had a brother. Uh, Asahel was his name. And he continued to follow after Abner until Abner had enough. And Abner ran him through and killed him. And then Joab and Abishai are going to go want to avenge their brother's death. And so they're after Abner. And so they go after And Abner runs into Hebron. He runs into one of the city, cities of refuge. And as long as he was in the city, he could not be touched or killed. So Joab and Abishai said, come on out. Let's have a little talk. Come out. And Abner succumbs to their there, he's tempted to, he's drawn away. He, he wants to try to talk to him. Hey, let's, let's work this out. Let's talk about this. And that's what the devil says. Well, come on, just come step away from church for a little bit. Come on, just get out of the bowl for just, just a minute. Come on, it's not, you can breathe. You got, you can, you'll be fine. You're close enough. Well, I go to church on Sundays and Wednesdays and Abner, come on out here and talk to us. Just come out. Just step right outside the gate. It's all going to be good. Abner lost his life because he stepped outside a city of refuge. If I were to take this fish out this morning, what would happen? What would happen? If I take this fish out of the habitat in which it was intended, in which God created it to be, 
He would suffocate. Haven't tried this yet. Have faith. It may not work because it's a round bowl. As long as he's in the water, he'll be just fine. Please don't report me to PETA. He's pretty calm and comfortable right there because he's still in the water. But as soon as you take him out of the water, he's flopping. He's suffocating. Because this is not where he was intended to be. So he didn't die on me. I'm going to put him back in real quick. Come on, get in there. Get out of the net. Boy, I just got another message. Come on. Get out of the net. There's a whole message right here. Be careful you don't get tied up in the net. You don't get tied up in the worldwide. Come on, let's just get you out of there. Don't get tied up in the World Wide Web. Hello. Devil's been the devil a long time, and you're like you said, Brother Pierce, he's got some teeth. And he'll try to get that net, get you in the net while you're still in the water. You'll still be in the house of God. He'll be trying to get you in the net so that as soon as you, you don't realize you're caught up in the net, he'll lift you up out of that thing. And you will suffocate. And you won't be able to breathe. And if you can't breathe, you can't live. How are you going to praise and worship? Magnify if you can't breathe. And I hope this is helping somebody this morning. If I lifted that fish out, somebody said, put it back in the bowl. Can I yell at somebody this morning a word of encouragement? Get back in the bowl. Oh, there's still time. Let's stand. Psalmist said in Psalms 95 and 7, For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you'll hear his voice, God designed you. He made you. He called you with purpose and on purpose. We were designed to have a relationship with him. And if you find yourself this morning, you feel like it's just things are not working the things aren't going, and I know it rains on the just and the unjust alike, but it feels like I just can't catch my breath. I can't catch my spiritual breath. Maybe it's because you're not where God wants you to be. Maybe God is calling you back to the place. Maybe God's calling you to an altar. God's calling you to a place where you can reevaluate and reassess your spiritual walk with Him. Are you in a place that he can communicate? Are you in a place that you can breathe? Are you in a place 
you can receive everything you God has for you to receive. Pastor, it seems like nothing's working out. Maybe the devil's trying to get you out of the place, or maybe, maybe you, maybe you flopped out of the water and onto the beach all by yourself. Maybe you're like the prodigal and said, I'll, I'll, I'm going to go and do what I want to do. And come to find out, I'm eating what the pigs won't even eat. I, I, I'm just trying to survive. I'm, not, I'm just trying, I'm, I'm suffocating. I wonder if God help us that we don't have people on the pew that are suffocating spirits. Baptize our hearts, our minds, our souls. The power of the Holy Ghost. So that we can flourish and be blessed. And not look at the bowl as, oh, it's a standard or it's something I can't do or I can't go as a negative, but let me see it, Lord. It's a protective boundary. It's keeping me in where the water's moving. Where there's living water. I'm thankful for the boundary. I'm thankful for the church. I'm thankful to be in Christ. I'd much rather be in Christ than out of Christ. Because for in Him we live. In Him we move. And in Him we have our very being. Everything we are as the people of God is only because we are in Him. For if I step outside of Him, I no longer have eternal life. I no longer can move as the Spirit guides. And I'll no longer have to be a saved being, if you will. Could we just call upon the name of the Lord for a moment in this house? God, I want to be where you want, where you've called me, where you've intended me to be. I want to reside and live in you. I don't ever want to resent or push against. But God, I want to be thankful that you've called us out of darkness into your marvelous light. I'm thankful that in this dwelling the blood has been applied. I'm thankful that our blood bought, sanctified, justified, washed, cleansed. Thankful to be in the house. For I'd rather be a doorkeeper. I want to stay in your house. I want to keep my relationship pure. God, I want to keep my relationship with you. My communication and collaboration with you, God. In the house. It's in the house. It's in the house. It's in my relationship with you. Is there anyone that wants to rededicate, reconsecrate? Maybe you feel like you've been 
trying to survive on the outside. Does anybody want to step out of the aisle this morning and say, God, I'm staying in the church. I'm staying in the house. I'm keeping my connection with you in the body of Christ. Come on, church. Come on, church.